Welcome here again for the third episode of Last Take, here with me, Emilio Suggs. I'm also here with Mike Ramirez and, Hello, fellas. and uh, Frank Tartaglia. What's up? How's everything, guys? You doing all right right now? I'm doing, I'm doing all, right. all right. I'm chilling. You know, same thing. You know, we're in a pandemic and, you know, we're just living our lives. I'm all right. Of course. I mean, you could always be better for sure, definitely. So I'm going to just, you know, yeah. jump right into it, you know, um, as we found out this week, well, actually, I guess last Sunday, um, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz was finally benched over Jalen Hurts. Um, now he's 130, he's getting paid $130 million to sit on the bench. And now Jalen Hurts is going to start this week against the New Orleans Saints. Um, for the Eagles organization, is this the right move to do right now? With going putting Jalen Hurts out in the Lions den facing the Saints, whose defense has been killing recently, or should they at least wait another week or so for another another easier opponent to really evaluate Jalen Hurts' skills and everything? I mean, you it depends on if you feel if Doug Peterson feels that Jalen Hurts is the best best option to get a win, then it's a great move for the Eagles. I mean, Jalen Hurts um, is a Heisman Trophy winner, and you know. He's an Oklahoma product. He was in Alabama. He did great there. So, you know, being picked in the second round now is ideal for the Eagles last season. And I feel that Jalen Hurts is going to bring a new spark to this team, especially with, obviously, they drafted Jalen Rager in the first round. And they have a decent running game with Miles Sanders. And their offensive line is kind of banged up. But you have now, where Jalen Hurts is utilizing his legs and mobility, I think the Eagles should be fine. You know, if they don't win, then at least you have your future quarterback. But Carson Wentz hasn't been that answer. He's been nothing but bad. He hasn't been making great decisions. A lot of miscommunication on the offensive line and the wide receivers. They have not got the job done with Carson Wentz. He just doesn't look the same from his MVP mm-hmm. uh, season when he had the, after he hurt his knee oh. at week 16. And now, like, he just hasn't been the same ever since. He had a great season. He had a decent season last year, but... You know, now it's more Carson, the offensive line, than the less weapons in the ha- He just hasn't been making those throws that he used to make, and he just hasn't been the Carson Wentz that I saw a couple years ago. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it doesn't come as a surprise. I mean, they gave him more than enough opportunities to prove himself for the team. I mean, I thought, I thought he would have been benched after, like, week five or so. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts is definitely the right move, but... As far as this upcoming off season, you're still paying Carson Wentz this amount of money. Do you want to just kind of throw it away and like see what happens and try to get him on another team, or is give him another opportunity and get more weapons around him? Probably a new uh, head coach. Um, there's a lot that needs to be done to this organization for Carson Wentz to become better. Regardless, he's still getting his guaranteed money, but you know if it's Jalen Hurts' time, then so be it. I mean, think about who they can trade him to. They can trade him to the 49ers. They can trade him to the Falcons. They can trade him to a team that needs a quarterback. Yeah, he's still so young. They can I trade mean. him to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's still young. He's still in his prime. Um, I think there's a big upside with Carson Wentz, and obviously there's a big boom. Like, there's a big bust with Carson Wentz. You know, he when he came out of North Dakota State, it was either he was going to be 
a superstar or he was going to be a bust. And right now, he does not look like the quarterback. Obviously, I've been saying that. But, you know. I mean, he's having. He he's has had, a lot of money in his Yeah, contract. he's had moments as a superstar for sure. I mean, we've seen that out of him, so we know what it takes for him to be like that. But as of right now. Yeah, and he, yeah, he just hasn't been great. He hasn't been good at all. Like, he just. He leads the league in interceptions. He's. I think he has the. No, Darnold has the worst QBR yeah, in football, say. right? Mm hmm. Yeah, Donald has He's the worst. So, far behind. Well, of course, Sam Donald. Awful. I think his completion and, percentage uh, is bad too. Yeah, yeah, he has the worst completion percentage in the league too, right? Yeah. But yeah, Carson Wentz, obviously big contract, but it depends. Uh, will the Redskins make a make a move for him? Who knows? But they're not going to trade him to the the NFC East for nothing. So, I don't know. Maybe I guess the Eagles can stay with him and see what happens and try to build more weapons around him and let Jalen Hurts be the backup. But if Jalen Hurts does get wins for them, then Doug Peterson, to save his job, who's on the hot seat right now, has no choice but to start him for next season. If he's still he around has no choice. Season. Yeah. I mean, something's going to change. Either Carson Wentz is going to be there next season and Doug Peterson's gone, or Doug Peterson stays and Carson Wentz is gone. So we're definitely going to see. Yeah, I agree. What do you I think, think, Frankie? I think at the end of the day, Carson Wentz is going to need someone to reel him back because I don't think Carson Wentz's talent is the issue by any means. He's just playing wild right now, and yeah. he needs someone. He's not he needs someone to bring him back down yeah. to earth. And if, I don't think Doug Peterson's the problem. Um, the man coached Nick Foles to a Super Bowl. He can coach. True. Yeah, maybe he can go to yeah, like you said, uh, San Francisco. You know, try to play under Kyle Shanahan um, somewhere. You know, with a young coach that can you know really revitalize his. Reamp his uh, career, you know, before it's too late. So, um, jumping to the AFC North, uh, there's a couple teams that stood out this week. Um, started off with the Steelers. They recently just played uh, the Washington Redskins and got smacked around, basically. Um, are the Steelers really what their record shows? Are they really that good of a team to really compete with other AFC contenders like um, Kansas City, uh, Tennessee? Not at all. I think this week was an indictment way more of they, what they were than the first 11 weeks of the season are. Yeah. I think, yeah, this really uh, blown their cover. I mean, I understand that their run, their run game is a little off right now with James Conner on COVID and Snell not really being that great of a running back. But it's it's not an excuse. I mean, I don't know what's going on. They have one of the, the best receiving cores in the league. The defense is playing phenomenal, but... It's, they still can't get anything over the hump. They can only beat teams that are under five hundred or win by other means by through refs or something stupid happening. I, I mean, yep. it's pretty simple. They can't run the ball. They cannot run the ball at all effectively. But James I mean, do how much do you need to run the ball when you have Claypool, uh, uh, Juju, and um, James Washington as your receivers? I mean, they haven't. I mean, I get it, but you know, you you can't have one dimensional one-dimensional way of the game and no, not course. do anything. Like, you know, yeah. with Lamar Jackson last season, at least he could throw the ball a little bit. True, you know, true. they ran the ball, but it set up for the passing game. With this, all they can do is pass, and they put all the pressure on a 39-year-old Big Ben who's way over his prime, and he doesn't look good whatsoever. He doesn't really look that great. He looks no, he decent. He's like he looks playing like a, ben, a Brady-esque season, yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't – yeah, it's like a brady see like older – like, he just doesn't look like the Big Ben that we used to see to carry and, you know, what he Move used to do with Antonio pocket, yeah. Brown and, you know, the younger Juju. But 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see them going anywhere. I see them making the playoffs. Obviously, they already made the playoffs. No, of course. I don't see them making. I don't see them making a run for the title though. Making no. a run for the Super Bowl or face even facing the Chiefs. Rather, they're not a good team. They need to fix that offense. They need to fix their offensive line. Their offensive line is aging a lot. Remember, they've had a great offensive line for the last ten years, and it's age is going to come to everybody. And now James Conner doesn't look like an elite running back. Why? Because their their old line is changing. Mike Tomlin is still a top tier coach, obviously, but you know. It's looking like now it's, they're relying on defense. Yeah, it's looking like they're getting close to a, re- a rebuilding process. Even though they have this eleven and one record, they might finish off with like thirteen wins or so. It's still like getting to the point where it's like you know maybe the franchise needs to rebuild again. Um, you could definitely keep some of the main. You know, you keep Claypool. Um, Juju might be gone next year. I don't know about Connor. Um, but yeah, it's probably about that time. To restart. TJ Watt's your guy. TJ Watt, Minka. TJ Watt, of course. Yeah, that defense. Yeah, uh, Fitz, right Minka now. Fitzpatrick, of course, definitely. Um, so on the opposite side of that, we have the Cleveland Browns, once the laughing stock in the NFL, having a pretty good year. What are they nine and three this year? Um, yeah. Last week they faced a very good Tennessee Titans team and blew them out. Baker Mayfield had about <coughs> three, three passing touchdowns in the first half alone. Um, are y'all believing the Brown type? Like, can they actually become a contender in the playoffs if they make the playoffs? They'll mean... go as far as Baker Mayfield takes them. Mm-hmm. So I guess it strictly depends on if you believe in Baker Mayfield. I mean, because I, yeah. I don't think the defense is so good they're going to carry the team to, through the playoffs. That's true. I mean, they do have do a, a pretty decent Mayfield? defense. But they can make it through the first round 100%. Depending, yeah. Do you believe in Baker Mayfield, though? I personally don't. Sometimes I sometimes, don't. I yeah. do, and sometimes I don't. But I feel it like... It really depends on the day. There's days where he he's missing wide-open slant routes, and then there's other days <laughs> where he's throwing perfect balls 40 yards down the field. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think... Mean, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. No, you can go. You no, can. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing with this Brown team. I feel like they realize that Baker Mayfield is not going to take them to where they need to be. So especially when they have this uh running back duo of Chubb and Hunt, like they relied on them. I mean, maybe not so much last game, but using them as uh the main key weapons takes off a lot of pressure from Baker Mayfield. And it's weird because after, you know, they lost OBJ, it's like he's throwing the ball even better now. So I don't know if that's influenced with that or but I okay. Um I mean think about it this way. Um who is better than the Browns in the AFC in the AFC in general? Obviously the Chiefs. I don't know if anyone else is better than the Browns right now. I think Baker Mayfield, uh, Kevin Savansky has utilized. I think Baker I still, Mayfield I still, well. I still think I trust the Titans over the Browns in the playoffs, regardless of the Browns being. Yeah, they're a bit, bit more reliable. I think the Browns are going to make a run. I think they'll make the AFC Championship. And I, I, I'm not. You know, you know me already, Frankie. I'm not a big Baker Mayfield guy. Mm. No, I don't like Baker. But Kevin Savansky has, who is a grown-up, by the way. You know, obviously they had Freddie Kitchen. They had uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson. They had Greg Williams. Greg Williams is a hero, by the way. Thank you. He's a martyr. He's a martyr. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah so, you know, I think I think they beat the Bills. They beat a lot of teams, honestly. They're, they're, you get Baker Mayfield out of the pocket. He's been accurate. He's been deadly accurate on the run. 
they've been utilizing him to the best best of his ability. So Kevin Stefanski, obviously, with now Hunt and Chubb, with a really good offensive line. I think they have the best offensive line in football. You have Jarvis Landry. You have a, you have Austin Hooper and those bad boys. So nice. now, they, now they're set. They're ready to go. Yep, they're ready to go. They're, they're ready to compete for a championship right now. And now you have Miles Garrett back healthy. This, this team is sky for the limit. Now all they got to do in the playoffs is Baker's going to have to transform. He's going to have mm-hmm. to do do what he does, like what he did against the Titans last week, every single game until they win the Super Bowl. That's what he has to do. Can but he can he do that, though? I don't know. He hasn't showed it yet. But let's see. Do you think he can do that, Mike? Yeah, I think, I, think he can, I think he can do it. I mean, if he can do that against the Titans, a physical, gritty defense like the Titans, yeah, he can do it. If, let's say he plays a better defense. and Let's say he plays Pittsburgh in the, um, in the playoffs with a, with a stronger defense. That allows Didn't they win? Didn't they win? Okay. I mean, they definitely they can. They definitely can. Because because they're they're the the Pittsburgh Steelers is too one dimensional to win to win any more games. They're they're figured out already. It took them twelve games to get figured out, and by the Washington Football Team. Now, uh, Washington Football Team with somebody at quarterback who broke his leg and was out for two and a half years. Hmm. Now that's just not ideal. So that's not ideal. That's that can't true. happen. You can't lose to some. I, I love Alex Smith. I respect his story. But he's not a starting quarterback in this league anymore. He's just not. I mean, he looked like it. And you lose in Pittsburgh, by the way, in 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 your hometown, in one of the most hostile stadiums in all of sports. I don't well, care if it's COVID. Yeah, okay. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Can't happen. It cannot happen. Not if you want to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. Not, not if you want to win a Super Bowl. Not if it, even if you even if you want to win a playoff game, that can't happen. Regardless. Good teams take care of teams like that with ease. I mean, listen. They were due for one, though. I mean, they they riding eleven game win streak. You know, any every after that, after you reach the ten game win streak, it's like you feel like you're about to lose any week. So, I mean, each team is gonna come out yeah, and play hundred percent. It was with not. It was with a hurt. And it was with a hurt. Their best player was hurt. Oh yeah, Gibson got hurt that game. Gibson got hurt mm-hmm. in the first quarter and. You're facing a team that doesn't even have a name. But give credit to Washington. I mean, they they play they play great. They've been playing great defense this year. So I mean, you know, you can't take that away from them. They have a good defense. Yeah, but they they don't get me wrong. They have Chase Young, and he's he's caused hell all over the field. He's a star. But you know, like that just can't. You can't lose in Pittsburgh. You can't lose with the number one defense in the league, and you have you know a a legend in Big Ben and a great coach in Mike Tomlin. I get that your old line's aging, but my God, like you have to do something. You have to win these games. That just can't happen. Yeah, that's true. Just can't happen. It can't. If you lost to the Chiefs or Bills, fine. I get it. They're a playoff team, or the Browns, or the Titans, or the Colts. I mean, technically, Washington Dolphins, is in the hunt for the playoffs. So, Colts, Dolphins, uh, Browns, obviously, Ravens are still in the hunt. You know, That's Dolphins true. are a good team. They're, they're, good they're yeah. going to be great for they're going to be great for the next five. They got a lot of problems. Yeah. Awesome. Excuse my language. Nah, it's all good. So I was going to talk about Dak, but I think we need to address something very important. Um, the cover three blitz by the New York Jets against um, the um, Los Angeles Raiders last Sunday to win the game for the Raiders on a hail mary. Now. Some say, well, according to the Jets organization, it was a planned, you know, move to put pressure on Derek Carr, you know, for some reason. I don't know what that means. Do you guys feel like this was a... um, On purpose? Yeah. A tank move? Basically. 
Uh, or was this no, actually a strategized I think, move? I don't think Greg Williams was trying to get fired. I mean, I yeah, think he's out true. of his mind. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it works out very well for him, and other times it works out terribly. If you look at his coaching record, if you just Google it, but what? he'll but, either have a fantastic defense yeah. or an awful defense because all he does is take risk. But it seems very convenient that the Jets are about to get their first win. And the Jags yes. lost that. The Jags lost that week too, so that puts them in the contention. Even even with the play call, you still shouldn't let a touchdown if you're a half decent football team. You shouldn't. But they're not, and I'm very happy it happened. <laughs> and I think Greg Williams should have statues built for him. The only thing that bothers me about it is that Adam Gaze is saying he fired him. Yeah, like, I don't know why this man yeah. still has power when he should only have four games left in his career as a head coach. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know because something about. The way they're keeping Adam Gase around, it's kind of scary because... Well, he did ask he did ask ownership and he did ask Joe Douglas and the rest of the front office if they were in on the decision. And they all agreed on it. I don't think Joe Douglas him. cares at all. Not right? really. He's just like, he whatever, bro, you're all gone. <laughs> yeah, he's ready. He's ready to, like, you know, this is what scares me. Remember, Adam Gase got Joe Douglas this job. Adam yeah. Gase is the reason why Joe Douglas is the general manager for the New York Jets. Mm. Adam Gase has a lot of power within the organization. But, I think even, but even Joe Douglas knows he would have gotten hired by 15 other teams if he didn't come to the Jets. He was a hot name. That's true. But, you know, let's see. Let's see what happens. I Do I think Adam Gase would be the coach for 2021? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And it's because of I At least can't for the trust start. this team enough. I can't trust this team enough to do the right thing. I get that it was the first time Christopher Johnson did a head coaching search, and he he feels like that he messed up apparently, according to a lot of Jets inside. Like Connor Hughes said on his podcast, right? He like he was like, "Oh, Christopher Johnson feels terrible about what's happening." Blah blah. I don't agree with that. You know, he he has a business with baby wipes. I don't understand why you're making decisions. But you know, anyway, you're just like I. I, I don't I don't really expect the Jets to make the right decision on this. If they keep Adam Gates, Trevor Lawrence is going back to school, or he's just going to force a trade Adam. And you know where he's gonna go? Boy, you know exactly where he's gonna go? No, I'm gonna transition to this. He's gonna go to the Cowboys. The Cowboys mm. are gonna try to go all out for Trevor Lawrence and let Dak walk. It only makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, they're gonna have to start gonna tanking the rest McCarthy. of the season. Yeah. Fire McCarthy already though? Yeah, he's horrible. He is pretty Mike bad. McCarthy's yeah. the second worst coach. But he was having sleepovers with. He uh, has a resume. You know what it Jerry is. Jones. Yeah. He, he has only a Super got Bowl the ring. job only because he won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers... And that was about eight years ago. Yeah. Damn, to, to, to Dallas? I mean, I could see that would work for him. But that's a lot of or, yeah, maneuvers they had to get through to accomplish. Because they would have three wins right now, Dallas. I mean... Yeah, but they're, they're, they can move up, they're going to move up to one. They'll probably give them a haul. They'll probably give the Jets a haul. This is, I mean, I don't think there's much that just would give up, pick. would take for the number one. But we'll see. If, we, we can if see. the Jets, I would trade them to Dallas because they would they would go all out on Trevor Lawrence because they don't want to pay Dak. And Dak just got hurt with the ankle. No, of course. And they, they have one missing piece, and that's the quarterback. And is Dak better than Trevor Lawrence? No, Trevor Lawrence is better than Dak. We don't know I that. Like we Dak don't know that yet. I, would I wouldn't give up on Dak. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I'd sign I think him that would be ridiculous. I agree. I agree. I w- that's ridiculous. Andy Dalton was a starting back. caliber quarterback for five years, and he can't. He couldn't do anything with that team when he played. And oh, Dak Michael Prescott was on the pace to break records upon records. He was doing pretty records. well in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. He was on pace to break six thousand yards 
six thousand probably uh, receiving. Dak Prescott's uh, the offense. last problem on that team. In my, I opinion. agree. I'd rather keep. I think. I think seeing Elliott, it kind of just like how bad he's been this year compared to other years. Compared to you always say, "Oh, Elliott carries Dak." Now you're just seeing that it's just a two-headed horse. That they kind of. It's not one way or the other. Elliott needs Dak too. He can't just carry a team if there's. They need to draft the. They need to draft the a a corner who can be their number one. A guy that they can rely on, like a Jalen Ramsey or something. They're scoring forty points a game and still lost. Dak. Dak should be signed. Yeah, and I have a plan for the Jets, man. I have a really good plan for the Jets. I can't wait to. Yo, go ahead. My plan? Or would you rather say that for another day? You got, you got to go on my podcast to watch. All right, that, definitely. I'll get you on that. Go. I have an episode on that. You, you want to plug in? You want to plug in your podcast right now? <laughs> Honestly, I, I will tell you this. I think the Jets should trade for Jalen Ramsey if the Rams can't afford him. That's one plan. No, that's crazy. All right, That's you know. crazy, but you know, we have the draft capital. Think about it. We do have the draft capital, and we do have. You need more than Jalen Ramsey, though. With Aaron Donald, the trade, huh? Yeah, you need more than than Jalen Ramsey, though, for the Jets. It's not gonna be enough. Yeah, but we have nine draft picks this year, and we have over ninety million in cap space. I'm sure so. you'll find a way to mess it up, though. Yeah, but, um, probably. But because so. the damn Jets. That's life. But don't worry, me and me and Frankie have a diabolical plot to get the Jets to be good again. <laughs> Are we sure to Mike Franklin? Indeed. <laughs> All right, switching gears to the NBA. Um, James Harden still wants out. Uh, first week of practice, first two days, he's been partying in ATL, doing everything else. Uh, he can't even practice with the team right now because he still has to go through COVID protocols. Um, it's obvious that he wants out uh, picking teams such as Milwaukee, um, Philly, uh, Hugh, um, not Houston, uh, Miami, and um, Brooklyn, of course. Now, if you're the Rockets organization, how are you still going to try to send out Harden even though he's upset? And if you're another team trying to get Harden, let's say Brooklyn or Philly, how much are you willing to give up for just James Harden? And let's be reminded that James Harden is probably the, a top three scorer, or at least shooting guard, in NBA history at this point. Top five for sure. Um, are you breaking the brain for him? Or how, like, what, what's the capacity at that? Um, if I'm an East team, I'd 100% break the bank for him because I think whatever team adds him has a pretty easy path to the finals outside of the Bucks. who, if Giannis figures it out in the playoffs... Yeah. But I, I don't know. I would like to see him go to the East strictly so the finals is more interesting. Yeah, I would, I would love to see him go to the East. I would definitely like to see him go to Philly. Um, I know, though, Philly will probably have to trade Ben Simmons or something to get James Harden. So that kind of ruins that whole narrative. But if they're willing I mean, to... that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, Houston doesn't need a Ben Simmons at the moment because they just got John Wall in the, in the Westbrook trade. Houston needs everything. Houston's a mess. I mean, Houston took a shot. They gambled yeah. on something that everyone knew that wasn't going to work. Two alpha males that can't play with another superstar just does. They don't. They're not winners. But you I'm know, sorry. Russell Westbrook and James Harden yeah. are not winners. They're not going to win a championship. I don't care what team they go on, unless the Knicks want to make a splash. But honestly, that that duo didn't do that bad last year. Like they still were able to put up their numbers. It still came down to the whole system with the small ball taking more three pointers than two pointers. 
Um, and the fact that Westbrook and Harden, for some reason, every year in the playoffs, don't decide to show up. I mean, those players, they, they actually gelled better than I expected. And I I would have gave them a... What did James Harden do the year before in the playoffs? Nothing. Like, the year before Russell Westbrook? No, like, how far did they get? Um, who that? Chris Paul? I think they made it to the second round. Um, they played... No, they played it all the way. They made it conference conference finals. Yeah, they lost to the Warriors, right? They were supposed to beat the Warriors. They had had an opportunity to. They should have won. Yeah. They would have won if Chris Paul never got hurt. That is true. Well, we don't know, but most likely, yeah. I stand by it. Yeah, that's true. I think if you put Frank Tattaglia on the Rockets, I think they win easily. <laughs> that kid is unbelievably lights out. You know, he's yeah. just—he's like the best-looking white man I've ever seen in my life. One of the he best perimeter scores in the league. Yeah. Yeah, he's number one in the league in shooting. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he plays in the G League right now, currently for Detroit Pistons. <laughs> you thought of that too fast. You think of this? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I was spot on. What are you talking about? You—you you don't know who Frank Tattaglia is? <laughs> No, so Houston should definitely get rid of Harden. There's no, there's no point of keeping them at this point. I yeah, mean, definitely. Yeah. They're definitely about to rebuild as well. I mean, they got a bunch of um, past prime players and John Wall and Demarcus Cousins who could revamp their careers back up, but I highly doubt it, especially being in the West with far more competition. So, wait, Demarcus Cousins still alive? Yeah, he's on the Rockets. Really? Oh That's gonna be cool though, you know. Demarcus Cousins, uh, John Wall play together in, in Kentucky, so they could, you know, I don't know, try. They did play together, they did play together in Kentucky. weren't they? Wait, were they both the first overall pick in their respective drafts? No, John um, Wall was. John Wall was. Demarcus Cousins, I don't draft. think he was. No. But yeah, I I think he should go. I think James Harden should definitely go to the Philly. I think he fit perfectly well with Philly with Joel and B. Both their personalities fit. If they can try to keep Ben Simmons, which is probably impossible. It's all right because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid cannot play together. I mean, Ben Simmons, yeah, he's he he's a liability at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's not trying to get better in shooting or anything like that. So, I mean, I'm keeping Joel Embiid over Ben Simmons. I'm just annoyed because people used to say he's the next LeBron. And I was like, no, he's not. He had the he has the potential to be the next LeBron, but there's a lot that goes into it more than just yeah. But that's like skills. saying every six seven guy who can dunk and can pass is the next LeBron. Like this is not ideal. That's what I mean, that's what that's always going to be the the scenario. I mean, that's always going to be the narrative for that. I mean, he kind of yeah, he had LeBron esque athleticism when he wants to. Yeah, LeBron Ben Simmons doesn't really play defense. Player. He just yeah. doesn't show it a lot. Oh, he doesn't have to anymore. At least doesn't have to anymore. At least he's the best player in the world. They just now the Lakers are going to be a dynasty after they just extended both of them. That's true. So speaking of another LA team, um, the Clippers just signed. Uh, Paul George to 130 million extension for the team. Um, honestly, I'm just say right now I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Paul George, and I think he's kind of uh, what's the word, rotten for teams. I mean, uh, coming. You think he's toxic? You think he's think, a? You, you I think he's, he's a locker room I think he's toxic. extremely toxic. Um, and I think kind of Kawhi is too. Um, from what I heard, you know, they were saying how. These two were the head of practices. They could choose whether or not to come um, as far as what to run in practice and all these other um, privileges that they got on the team, which kind of ultimately, like, ruined the chemistry. They weren't able to really get anywhere with the team as far as everybody working together until late into the season. And by that point, it was too late, and they lost the second round to the Nuggets. Um, 
signing and then now Paul George is, you know, he's saying like he says almost every year he wants to stay for this team, he wants to stay for the Clippers, get them a championship. But as we've seen the past two other times in Indiana and OKC, Paul George says a lot of things and then but he does whatever he feels like. He he doesn't have any real uh loyalty. And honestly, I think uh he thinks he's a better player than he really is. Um so I'd say about that. I don't know. I don't personally like Paul George either. I think he's like the, just the comments he's always saying that when when Dame Lillard hits a shot, he's salty as hell. I just I just feel like there. he has the ego of a top five player when he hasn't been even close for the last two three years. Well, about two three years ago he was in OKC a little bit, but that was glimpses. Can't play glimpses. the playoffs. Can't play in the playoffs. Playoff P is, is one of the worst players ever in basketball history. And that's and that's another thing. Like, you can't be saying all these comments expecting that you can make a change when it's before when it's time for you to get the ball in your hands. You're going like zero for nine in a playoff game, and saying, "Oh yeah, I'm more than just a scorer." No, you're not. That's your main goal as Paul George. You're supposed to score. You're supposed to put the team on your back. And when you're not doing that, and then blaming your teammates or other things, it's like, it doesn't make sense to me. It does not. I get why the Clippers had to do it, because they have no choice. Like, they have to ride their future. They gave up their whole entire future on Kawhi and Paul George. That's their future for the next five years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and listen, that's that's a good duo to have, but that's not how you win championships. you got to have a strong team. I mean, they still have Lou Williams. They still have Patrick Beverly, but... That toxic they let go of what's his name? Montrez that Harrell. Small forward that, yeah. yeah, he's really good. The sixth man of the year, right? Uh yeah, sixth man of the year last year. Uh huh. Lou Williams and then you saw, and you saw it last year too. Lou Williams, like he wasn't Lou Will last year. Like it seemed like he even as a, even though he comes off the bench, it's still like he wasn't comfortable playing on that team. And I don't know. I just feel like the Clippers gave away too much and risked too much for a team that's not even Working that well together. We're going to see this year. I mean, the season starts in about 12 days, but I don't know. I can't wait to see LaMelo Ball, man. Oh, oh my definitely. God. No oh, one yeah. understands how excited I am. Nah, I he's told a star. Frankie I five can't wait. years ago, this kid LaMelo is going to nah, I always, Yeah, I always believe in LaMelo. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill him. I to, right? Did I not tell you, Franklin? <laughs> you tell me everyone's going to be good, Mike. <laughs> who, who did I tell you was going to be good? Lonzo, Lamelo, Leangelo. Every person that you ever see. I never said Leangelo was going to be good ever. Well, he did get signed though. Said, he did just recently get signed. And I did say Lonzo was going to be good. That's true. But whole ball family. I think. I think. I think Leangelo will be the next Michael Jordan. Did you say he's going to be the next Michael Jordan? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not serious. No, but I mean, look, the sky's the limit for the kid. I mean, I, I like him a lot. So there's a lot of things he could work on, but, you know, he's only 18 and he got time. So yeah, he looks good, apparently, in training camp. Works really good. Well, you know, that's, that's training camp. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I got a lot of I got a lot of confidence in him. Definitely. All right. Quickly. Uh, MLB, they decided that for this upcoming season, they're going to stick with the DH. Well, stick with not having a DH in the NL like they did last year. Um, is this the right move by the MLB? Should they finally get rid of the DH? Is there any type of advantage or benefit of still having a DH in the NL? I just think they should have it the same for each league. 
I don't know if I have strong opinions one way or another. Maybe mm-hmm. as a Yankee fan, I would be DH because it benefits us way more. But as a whole, I just wish it was like straight down the middle each way. Because I don't, I don't agree that it's different for each league. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think it's stupid. I think it's, I think it's ridiculous that pitchers have to put their bodies on the line to hit. Like if they get hit, let's say like mm-hmm. remember hitters get hurt when they they go they go into the box. Like some people get hit in the wrist or get hit in the back or get hit in the arm, break their arm, break their leg, break their knee, your like, face. Getting hit by a baseball is not not uh, walking the ballpark. You know, it's not easy. And when you put in, like, let's say your ace, like a like a Max Scherzer or a Hugh Darvish or a, or someone DeGrom, like that, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're putting them in danger, that's putting them in danger. And then you have to put them on the base pads, too. If they have to slide, they can get caught, they can break their ankle. Like, pitchers should not be hitting. They're, they're pitchers for a reason. They got signed. They got paid to be pitchers, to throw the ball and throw strikes and to strike out guys. That's your Otani. That is not to hit the ball and bump. Yeah. So yes, there should be DHs for both leagues. It, it makes it only makes sense. Let the hitters do their job. Don't let the pitchers do more than they have to. They already have to deal with. Yeah, and I, yeah, I agree. Like uh, I feel like the MLB like is kind of contradictory of what they're trying to accomplish in the league. Like they want it to become in a more exciting game, you know, with more hits, more home runs, and leaving a position in the lineup for a pitcher to hit. That kind of just throws everything that they're trying to accomplish now. Um, it's just a waste. Nobody wants to see a, a pitcher at bat with um, two guys on base trying to, you know, tie the game up or anything like that. So I definitely think they should get rid of it soon eventually. I mean, it worked well last year, so I don't know why I go back to it again. But we'll see. And, um, of course, the Yankees, for some reason, still have not signed DJ LeMayu. Um What's what's up with that? Why is why are they taking so long? Is there something else that they're looking for in DJ? Is is there something looking for in their team to not sign DJ? Like why is why haven't they made that move yet? I have no idea. I think DJ's top two most important player on the Yankees last year and the last two years. I would probably say number one just because Aaron Judge is never healthy. Only consistent player. Even if you have to move Luke Voigt just to give. Just to give DJ an open spot on the infield, you do it in a heartbeat. There's just he's just too valuable. Yeah, he's the only. Yeah, I agree. He's the only consistent contact player on the team. I mean, yep, it's by far none. You know. The question is, I know under first I team at all NBA, thirty three years old. He's going to get older. You know, his contract will end at the age of thirty eight years old if they do five years. And I'm hearing that they want to do four years, eighty million. But his camp wants to do five years, a hundred million flat, fully guaranteed. That's mm-hmm. what they want to do. Um, I, they do re-sign DJ. I think they get they get it done some way somehow. They have, like I, I agree with Franklin. If you have to move Luke Voigt, you should do it. I mean, Luke Voigt did have a career year. He his trade value is high right now. So if you can trade him, trade him. I definitely, Sorry. I definitely heard that they they're talking to the Pirates about uh, acquiring Josh Bell and somebody else. So. I mean that's always an option too. I mean I I, I love Luke Voigt and Jameson Talian, whatever his name is. Yeah, I mean we got to see. I w- especially with Glaber not doing as great as shortstop as we thought he would be. Um, definitely need to have DJ as a backbone for that um the field the inner field. So I mean you know they got to make that move quick. They're trying to. I mean, are, do y'all feel like we can still become World Series contenders without DJ? No, 
No, I doubt it. Yeah. No. You can't. I don't, I don't you think can't have every is. person in the lineup be strikeout or home run. Exactly. He's the. I don't see this team winning for the next ten years anyway. So. You just think that because you don't like Aaron Boone. Yeah, Aaron Boone's the worst coach I've ever seen. I think I think Frankie, Christian, myself, and you, Emilio, can be a better coach than Aaron Boone. Mm-hmm. The guy has no idea what he's doing. It's like watching a ten-year-old kid play t-ball. I mean, listen, we have been to the conference um, ALCS the last two out of three years. So, so I mean, what? We just choke. Yeah, sure. It's been the same thing for the you last... You can't put that on Aaron Boone, though. It's been the same thing for the, for, the, for, the, for the last 10 years, and we won the World Series, luckily, because we had Alex Rodriguez, who was the who could possibly be one of the greatest players in the history of the game talent-wise. Outside I don't want to hear the steroid nonsense. Oh, okay. The guy's talented. <laughs> we won the World Series only because of A-Rod. I will stick by that till I die. And plus, we faced a not-a-great Twins team and a decent Angels team. We got there pretty easily, and then we beat the then we are only decent world, decent series win was against the Phillies in the World Series itself. Yeah, oh no, good year. It wasn't that hard of a path to get there. Now, the, now the now the American League is packed. The Rays, the Astros, us, the White Sox, the A's. The, these teams are are stacked. These teams are really really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for that, us to win it, we mm-hmm. need another pitcher. We need another ace like pitcher. If Sammy can be not horrible in the playoffs, maybe. Honestly, I, but it's, I don't think the pitching is as much as the issue as far as trying to score with runners in scoring position. Like I feel like since we're so yeah, relying on home runs and we strike out a lot, a lot of times we just leave men on base every inning. And, you yeah, know, the pitching is always going to help. Not. But if you can't get those, like in the, the last, last playoff game, we only scored one run, I think. And we left like almost 10 people at, at bat. At base, so. And I knew that was gonna happen because we don't, we don't, we play like with so much pressure. I don't know why, but these hitters have no idea what they're doing. Like it was, it was like probably one of the worst five. Like the first five at bats against Glasnow were horrific. Yeah. Just that was bad. swinging at everything. What DJ are you too. Doing? The guy pitched yeah. two days ago. Before yeah. that. Let him throw. Let him throw pitches. Let him. Let him. Let him tire himself out. But nah, no, Yankees. We did it. We did it in Game Seven a couple of years ago against the Astros. We did it against Boston when we shit the bed and, and got absolutely destroyed at Yankee Stadium, fifteen to nothing. Then we decided to do it again against Houston in the American League Championship Series, and now it happens again. Yeah, definitely needs to be a change, for sure. But that concludes us to the end of this last take episode. Um, thanks for everybody who joined us. We had a ball. Um, We'll see you again next week. Just stay up, be blessed, and try to protect yourselves out there.